0: Hello there, this is the Wire to Love Podcast.
1: We are discussing Father Martin Connor's book, Reclaiming Love: Connecting the Head and the Heart. Join the conversation about love, healing, and relationships. All human beings have the desire to love and to be loved. It is written into our very being. Yet Human loves seek satisfaction. This desire is not satisfied with mere physical connection as our culture so often seems to tell us. Deep down, all of me wants to love and be loved. Genuine human love demands human connection. And this human connection leads ultimately to divine connection. Wired to Love is a rally call to challenge today's distorted view of love by letting human experience speak for itself.
0: This is Father Martin Connor. Join me now as I take the Wired for Love podcast on the road. We have today with us a guest. Lauren Hawksworth, who is a consecrated member of Regnum Christi. Hello there, Lauren, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, Father, thank you so much.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes, of course. So my name is Lauren Hawksworth. I was born in South Africa and I lived there till I was 19 years old. And then I came to the United States when I felt God's call to my heart to be completely His as a lay consecrated woman in Regnum Christi. So I have been consecrated for almost 18 years now So I am a lay woman, not a religious sister, Um, but we do take private vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. We live in community. Um, What's pretty cool about our life is we are missionary. We have about 50 communities around the world that we could be assigned to. Um, So yeah, been living this life for almost 20 years and happy to share, especially about this vow of chastity. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations. Lauren and I are members of the same spiritual family. The Legionaries of Christ are the priestly uh, branch or the priestly vocation of this bigger uh, movement called Regnum Christi. And Lauren, uh, as we just heard, participates in the consecrated lay, female, side of it. And, and I know her, and I'm so delighted that she's been able to be with, with, uh, with us this this afternoon uh, for this. Um, this little interview. So what I'd like to do, Lauren, if we could, is I want to read a little bit um, from Reclaiming Love on chastity. Yes. And then maybe you and I, uh, both being consecrated by God, we could talk a little bit about our own experiences uh, in the living of chastity, okay? Perfect. So this is from uh, the, the, the chapter two of the book, um, Reclaiming Love, Loving With Your Head and Heart, which is a reflection on emotional chastity and how important our emotional world is. Um, as we try to integrate it with our head and heart in that gift, perfect gift of self to one another. So uh, in chapter two, um, I write, how does our culture view chastity? There is so much misunderstanding today around the word chastity. Some have never heard of it, others mistakenly believe it as a repression of our desires or our emotions to conform to outdated moral rules. However, a right understanding of chastity does not include rejection of human love, isolation or prudery, but rather includes a joyful and free expression of human love. It enables us to freely choose how we respond to the person we love. Chastity is freedom. Chastity frees us from the tendency to use the other for personal gratification. So I just, uh, the reason, one of the reasons I I wanted to put this particular reflection is, is precisely because there's so much mixed up thinking Mm -hmm. out there. On this term, and even you know when people look at you and I <laughs> and, and and you know we 've gone through a very difficult uh, few years in the Catholic Church with a lot of pain and suffering when it comes to the, the, the chaste state mm-hmm. of consecrated persons, male or female, but we hear a lot more about the fallen priests right that 's a something that 's very um, very real and, and even our own spiritual family we, we have had to taste mm-hmm. the bitterness of of that reality, so I think it's just um, important in this culture that we talk about this, that we reflect on it, and we we give a personal witness of, of, of how we try to live it, what it really means. Maybe mm-hmm. if we have to, you know, correct some thinking that's wrong out there because some, sometimes that happens, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe inspire others to think about it for, for their own lives or think about it, how they're living it currently in their own state of life, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't know. You know um, what I like about this particular interview is you're you're going to get a female, uh, particular. You are a you are a bride, a, mm-hmm. a bride of the bridegroom who's Jesus. So
1: maybe talk a little bit freely, whatever comes mm-hmm. to your mind on on that yes. issue. Yes, thank you, Father. Okay. Well, first of all, what I loved what you said it was about kind of clarifying some of these misunderstandings. And maybe the first thing I'd like to say to everyone out there is. I am a real woman and you are a real man and we are made of flesh and blood amen and we are not from some other universe where you know when you know when we were conceived in our mother's womb that this attraction gene for the opposite sex was kind of eliminated from us because so many people come up to me and they're like oh so did you just you know never feel like you wanted to be married or are you not attracted to men or were you abused by a man? Right. So you're running That's away. Exactly
0: right. Exactly. I've heard the and same I
1: I just want to say, oh my goodness, this couldn't be further from the truth. I dated guys, I am attracted to men. Um, I I would have loved to have been a mother with children, but God called me to this vocation. To the same vocation that his only begotten son Jesus lived. He was Chaste when he walked this earth but jesus christ was the greatest lover that humankind has ever seen and no heart has ever beat more passionately than our lord jesus christ and he is the greatest example of love so first of all as you said i am a bride of christ i think it's important as a woman we do give ourselves completely to a person jesus even when we make our final vows we receive a wedding ring as a sign of that love
0: nice
1: so I, I don't just see myself as, you know, just doing good work or kind of working for like a non-for-profit. No, I have given my life to a person who has called me and who has loved me and I belong to him and I give myself to him and I give myself to him in everyone. And I think the other kind of misconception I'd love to clarify is we do not kind of turn off, turn off the capacity to love in our hearts. Right. It is true, we, we do not give ourselves exclusively to one man or one woman, as is the calling to marriage, which is the calling of most people, this more exclusive love, but we are called to love with the very heart of God, every man and every woman um, and be so open to so many relationships right. and to love deeply. and. We also don't say no to intimacy and this intimacy doesn't just have to be physical. Obviously there's this beautiful physical intimacy God has created within marriage, but there are other forms of intimacy, emotional intimacy and spiritual intimacy, sharing the spiritual goods and having deep friendships and being known and loved and having male friends, female friends, having consecrated women as friends, priest friends, lay people younger people, older people, all these intergenerational relationships that nourish me and feed me and enrich me. And there will be friends that I have in the place where I serve today. And maybe I can't keep up with them when I moved, you know, to South America or Europe, but there will be friendships that last over a lifetime. And I think that is essential to chastity because of course there are the longings of our heart for intimacy with another person. So. So that's healthy and that's good. But for consecrated people, you know, the full expression of that physical intimacy is is not for us. So we do have to surround ourselves with very loving relationships and that'll kind of keep it healthy and keep right. it safe.
0: Right. That that interpersonal capacity of us is not eliminated because we take this vow. Exactly. It's actually magnified. Mm-hmm. Our Our need of intimacy is is clearly um, expressed through our community, mm-hmm. through the men and women that we live with and we, we hang with and we pray with. They are the ones who fill us, so it's not, it's, it's, it's essentially the same in a certain sense because love is giving and receiving, lo- uh, the giving and receiving of love, that's the esen- essence of love, that continues, mm-hmm. whether you're consecrated or not consecrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think is also very common to both states, that is marriage and to consecrated life, uh, the consecrated state, is exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a married man or woman, you are exclusively dedicated to the other. Let's underline the word exclusive. Mm-hmm. That means thinking and, and longing for other People in a in a in a not so appropriate way are are off limits. Mm-hmm. So just as we have that go on in our hearts, right, and we for our Lord, and it's you know it, it does come up naturally because we are attracted to men or women. We're, we haven't turned that faucet off mm-hmm. in our human makeup. Mm-hmm. Right, which, as you beautifully said, is so often some of the thinking. Oh, oh, poor Father Martin, you, <laughs> you just never could get anything. Exactly. You? Yeah. No, no, it's not quite like that. Like my hormones haven't fallen out of my pocket there, and because I have to put this collar on, right. So no, I, I think the whole idea is, is is the they use this word sublimar. No, in Spanish. The the sublimation. What does that word mean? Well, it's the lifting up. It's the channeling of all that healthy, good that is in the affective world—that is, affections, right, sentiments—that whole world. That's part of what we are. That's good, but we channel that and we lift that up towards ultimately what we've committed ourselves to, which is God Himself, Mm -hmm. right? And and that's possible. I think that's probably where the question mark comes: is that that even possible to do? And I think the saints who have preceded us have very clearly proven that. Those, of course, who were not married and were consecrated have proven that in a very beautiful way. And and that gets back to how we need, we're desperate for good examples in our our culture and in our church for men and women living the consecrated life, men and women living married life. That it's an exclusive state to this one person. And that fills me and fulfills me. And I don't have to be looking around and, Trying to fill my heart with other stuff, material, or otherwise, to to be happy. No, if I give myself to that um, reality in that interpersonal capacity that I have, God God's gonna deliver on on filling me with that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I I, I uh, just want to thank you, um, Lauren, for sharing a little bit of your own uh, insights into um, uh, you know chastity and the consecrated state of chastity, and hopefully this has been helpful to our listeners and. And we'll have you back real soon. Thank you, Baba. God bless.
1: Thank you for listening to the Wired to Love podcast. We are diving into Father Martin Connor's book, Reclaiming Love, Connecting the Head and the Heart. Get your own copy on Amazon or any other major retailer. Our happiness depends on our reclaiming love and our relationships with God, with ourselves, and with others. Please consider supporting the work of Wired to Love by going to patreon.com slash wired to love.
0: love to hear from you. Send a voice note to Wired to Love by going to anchor.fm slash Wired to Love. Just click on the message icon or email us at reclaiminglovepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you tell us your first name and location. You may hear your question or comment in the next episode of Wired to Love. Thank you.